Welcome to the Money Pilot Financial Advisor Podcast, where you team up with Money Pilot founder, former Army helicopter pilot, and your host, Katie Cannon, to put your money where your heart is. Together, we'll tackle issues big and small so you can take charge and land your financial life. Hello and welcome to episode 72. Today we're going to talk about an important age 72 topic, required minimum distributions. But if you're not yet 72, don't tune out. There'll be some pointers on what you should know now to make that 72nd birthday just a little less painful. Okay, first off, what is a required minimum distribution? A required minimum distribution or RMD, is the amount of money you must withdraw each year from your traditional IRAs and employer-sponsored retirement plans, like the Thrift Savings Plan or a 401k. Last year, the SECURE Act raised the RMD age to 72, so now you must start these required withdrawals at age 72 with few exceptions. Another special note, last year's CARES Act waived the requirement to take RMDs in 2020, but RMDs have not been waived for 2021. So again, the new RMD age is 72 and there is no waiver for 2021. You must begin your first RMD by April 1 following the year you reach age 72. You must withdraw the RMD amount every year based on each year's RMD calculation. What happens if you don't make your RMD withdrawal or withdraw less than the RMD amount by the deadline? You will owe the IRS a penalty tax of 50% of the shortfall. Yes, you heard that right. Let's say your RMD this year is $6,000 but you withdraw only $3,000. You owe Uncle Sam a 50% penalty on the difference. That would be a penalty of $1,500 on top of the income tax you may still owe on the whole amount. Bottom line, messing up RMDs is a very costly mistake. All right, let's say you're turning 72 this year. How do you figure out what your RMD is and when do you have to take it by? The simplest way is to go to the investor.gov's online RMD calculator. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. You need two key pieces of information. How old will you be on December 31st? And what was the value of your traditional TSP 401k, and or IRAs at the end of last year. Hopefully, figuring out how old you will be at the end of this year is pretty easy. To find the value of your account at the end of last year, pull up your end-of-year statement and see what the value was on December 31st for last year. For you military and federal employees out there, TSP has a detailed notice that provides great info 
and includes a chart and explanation of how to calculate your RMD yourself. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. The formula is the same for traditional 401k and IRAs too. It's just basic division. You look at a chart called the Uniform Lifetime Table, and based on your age, you find your distribution period for that year. That distribution period is based on the average number of additional years someone is expected to live. For example, at age 72, the distribution period is 25.6 years. This number goes down with each birthday. By your 100th birthday, your distribution period is just 6.3 years. So to figure out your RMD, you take that last year's end of year account balance and divide by your distribution period. So if a 72-year-old and a 100-year-old had the same account balance, the older person will have to withdraw a higher RMD that year. Again, if you don't like the math, head over to investor.gov and use the online calculator. All right, I'm sure you're finding this math exercise just fascinating. You remember to take your RMD or face a stiff penalty, and you're looking forward to getting payouts from those retirement accounts you saved all those years. Most retirement plans will calculate your RMDs for you and remind you. So what's the fuss about? Well, first of all, it's your responsibility to make sure it happens correctly. That's why I went over the details, especially the penalties. (laughs) Second, remember that these required minimum distributions are taxable. Because the government dictates a minimum withdrawal, you lose some control. These mandatory distributions will increase your taxable income and could push you into a higher tax bracket. More tax means less money in your pocket to spend in retirement. So if you're concerned about this, let's look at a few ways you might lessen that tax impact. One, delay your retirement. This is an RMD exception. If you are still working at a job with a workplace retirement account, like a traditional TSP or 401k, you don't have to start taking RMDs until you separate. Now, this only applies to the job you are currently working at. If you have a 401k from a former job, you would need to take RMDs from that 401k. Or let's say you separate from military service and then joined the federal civilian service. You have a military TSP, a civilian TSP, and at age 72, you're still working as a federal employee. You would still need to take RMDs from your military TSP but won't be required to take RMDs from your civilian TSP until you separate from civil service. Another strategy is don't delay your first RMD. Normally, you must take RMDs by December 31st each year, but just for the first year you turn 72, the IRS gives you until April 1st of the next year to take that first RMD. 
So if you choose that route, you take your delayed age 72 RMD and your age 73 RMD in the same year. Now, if that double RMD pushes your taxable income into a higher tax bracket and possibly subject you to the Medicare surcharge, you'd be better off just paying the first year RMD on time and not delaying. Another great strategy is to contribute to Roth TSP, Roth IRA, or Roth 401ks. Roth accounts are not subject to RMDs at all. Once you reach 59 and a half and have held a Roth account for at least five years, you can take distributions when and if you want, and the withdrawals are all tax-free. If you have some low-income years before age 72, like you retire before then or haven't started Social Security yet, it's a good time to consider doing a Roth conversion. In that case, you take savings from a traditional retirement account, pay income tax on it, and immediately convert it to a Roth. The idea is to pay that tax early while you're still in a lower tax bracket. And once those savings are in a Roth TSP, a Roth IRA, or Roth 401k, there are no more RMDs and no more income taxes on the withdrawals you make later. For more information on Roth retirement accounts, check out my podcast episodes 28, Meet Roth, episode 29, Roth IRA, and episode 30, To Roth or Not to Roth. One more way to avoid having a boost of taxable income from an RMD is to donate your RMD to a qualified charity. Now, let's be clear, this strategy does not put any more money in your pocket. It just means your RMD won't be considered income, so you won't pay income tax on it. The RMD must go directly to the charity. You can't receive it first. If you plan to donate to a charity anyway, this can be a great tool. Okay, we've covered some ways to lessen possible tax consequences of RMDs. What are some pitfalls or possible mistakes to avoid when doing your RMDs? If you have multiple traditional IRAs, you're allowed to combine the RMDs and take a single total distribution from one of the IRAs. This can also be done with 403Bs, but you are not allowed to do this kind of RMD consolidation with TSP or 401Ks and you can't reach across your portfolio and take RMDs required for one type of retirement account from a different type. So you can't take a TSP RMD from an IRA, for example. Also, you can't pay a spouse's RMD from your retirement account, even if you file married filing jointly. Each person must take their own RMD. You also cannot convert an RMD from a traditional account into a Roth. You can still do Roth conversions once you start receiving your RMD, but any funds for a conversion must come out of the traditional account only after you take out that year's RMD, not in lieu of your required minimum distribution. And finally, 
Inherited retirement accounts have different rules for RMDs altogether, and it's just beyond the scope of today's podcast. So if that applies to you, you want to get up to date on that information. So to wrap things up, the main thing to remember about RMDs is that they are mandatory for traditional IRAs, traditional TSP, and traditional 401ks. RMDs now start at age 72 and must be taken every year. The dollar amounts are dictated by the IRS. RMDs are taxable income, and there are very stiff penalties if you don't take the full required distributions. So you lose a certain amount of control over how much and when your retirement savings are taxed. This may not be a big concern if those RMDs don't push you into a higher income tax bracket. But if they will push you into a higher tax bracket, there are some strategies you can consider to minimize the tax impact. You could work past age 72. You can contribute to Roth accounts now instead of traditional accounts and do Roth conversions in years you have lower income, like between stopping work and receiving Social Security or a pension. Just remember, with Roth accounts, you must pay the income tax up front for the benefit of that tax-free withdrawal later. And don't delay your very first RMD into the second year if doubling those up will push you into a higher tax bracket. Also, you can take your total RMDs for several IRAs from just one of the IRAs, but you can't do that with other retirement accounts like TSP or 401k. And each spouse must take RMDs from their own retirement accounts, even if you file jointly. All right, I know this has been a lot of details and all that, and you may have age 72 still a long way out on your horizon. But I think it really pays to look ahead and especially think about those taxes when you retire. And if you need to or want to, you can look at some of these strategies now to help lessen your taxes later on. And we'll talk with you again next week. Thank you for joining today's podcast. Like to find out more? Visit us at moneypilotadvisor.com. Let's team up and land your financial life.